Welcome back to Suresh Podcast. In the last episode, we heard how Guru Hargobind hunted a tiger with just a sword and a shield. How they then went back to Kartarpur Sahib to see Mata Kaula. The last chapter ended with Guru Hargobind giving spiritual teachings to Mata Kaula on how the world is transient, it's not permanent, how to understand one's true self, that which is eternal, that which is consciousness, that which is bliss. It's not physical and it's not the body. So chapter 24 now begins describing how through these teachings, just like how an intoxicant wears off, in the same way, this ignorance of the divine, this perception which blocks seeing, experiencing the divine in all, that erroneous perception, that veil over one's perception, that slowly drifted away, that was removed. She then understood and experienced her true self and in her heart, a great sense of awe arose when looking around. Guru Hargobind instructed Mata Kona for about 20 minutes in this manner, bestowing to her great wisdom and taking away her doubts. She closed her eyes then and just contemplated within on her true self for about 45 minutes and was just in total bliss. She then opened her eyes to look at her beloved. She said, Oh blessed, blessed are you Guru Hargobind and I am also so fortunate. That stage for which great celibates, yogis, and the like sustain such pain for through austerities, you have given me that stage which they all desire just in an instant. You have destroyed this great illness of this sense of home, of this sense of self. Blessed are you, Guru Hargobin. Your position, your status is so unique. Salutations, salutations, namo, namo, you are the one who destroys all fear. You reveal the most hidden and deepest realities just in an instant, destroying all pains from countless lifetimes. O oh, true Guru, I have become one with the Divine now. So Matakola said this and then bowed down to the lotus-like feet of Guru Hargobind. Guru Hargobind then said, the time, your end of your body has now arrived. Lay down on this spear grass that we have laid out. Focus your mind and let go of everything else. So Matakola's helper there, she had laid out that spear grass and brought Mataji to that spot. She laid down with her eyes wide open looking at Guru Hargobind, looking at the very form that she was contemplating day and night in her heart before. She didn't have any strength to say anything at that point, but her eyes were just wide open, glistening, looking at her beloved Guru Hargobind. Looking and looking at Guru Hargobind, the breath of her body left. She became so blessed obtaining the highest state. When she passed away, Guru Hargobind then called some helpers, servants, who said to Mata Kolnaji's servants, we should now perform the funeral rites. Let us take her to a beautiful garden nearby. After the permission given by the Guru, everybody from the city of Kartarpur, all men and women, they all got together and they bathed Mata Kolnaji's body with pure water. They then brought expensive fabric to cover and dress Mataji. The Ravabis came, they began singing Gurbani loudly. They then took Mata Kolanji's body to a garden for the funeral rites. And this is how Mata Kolanji's story ends, obtaining the highest state. And Guru Hargobind after this sat and held a court session at the Van. Everybody came there to express their sorrow, sitting close with the Guru. The great powerful warrior Pandit Khan also came as well. When he heard what happened, he cried out in grief. Oh mother, Guru Hargobind comforted the young Pandit Khan. So a little side note here, Pandit Khan wasn't actually the son of Mata Kola, but Mata Kola took, took care of him as he was an orphan. 
So they had a close relationship. All the other warriors, the six, the people of Kurtarpur, they came and sat close with Guru Hargobin. It was evening time now. After the Divan session, Guru Hargobin went back to their camp and everybody else went back to their house. Guru Hargobin spent the night there peacefully and woke up in the early hours of the next day. In this way, Guru Hargobin stayed many days there. In Kartarpur, people from the surrounding village heard that the Guru was there and they all came to receive the Guru's divine sight, Darshan. Many warriors were streaming in from that area looking for work, looking to enroll into the Guru's standing army. Guru Hargobin would examine them all, sending them to various divisions in which they were best suited for. The troops of Guru Hargobin needed to be replenished. In the conflict with the Emperor's army, many of the warriors of Guru Hargobin had been killed in battle. Wherever the praise of Guru Hargobin spread across that area, everybody was saying, who today can fight face on with the Emperor? Who can, without hiding in any mountains, fight and resist against the Emperor, Shah Jahan? If anybody did this, they would die. But Guru Hargobin, living in Amritsar, right near Lahore, fought face on against their heavy and powerful warriors of the Mughal Empire. In the battlefield, the warriors of Guru Hargobin, they searched out and took out the highest generals. They killed their soldiers, but also all of their generals. Guru Hargobin and his warriors, who the emperor looks at and trembles with fear, and now they have no desire to fight further. There really is no other great warrior but Guru Hargobin in this world, who has no fear for the emperor at all. He faces forces head on and ground them down into the earth. And now without any fear, has come to live in the Dwaba region. This is how all the warriors in that area would speak of Guru Hargobin. Such great praise spread across the lands, Guru Hargobin being a warrior possessing great strength. And because of this, warriors were then flocking in to join the ranks of the army. So within the camp of Guru Hargobin daily, there would be practice drills of Shastravidya, the science of weapons. They would get together and train. Some would train in firearms, tiger practice, loading, unloading, etc. Others would practice with spears. Others would practice horseback riding. Guru Hargobind was staying in Kartarpur in Dwabba, and nearby there were many villages inhabited by Pathans who knew the science of warfare well. They all heard how Guru Hargobind kept a senior general, the great warrior Pandit Khan, close at hand. So many came to see Pandit Khan. They would come into Kartarpur and sit with Pandit Khan discussing the battle. They would ask, so tell us, who were the warriors fighting in the battle of the Guru? Who, with great rage, destroyed the forces of the Emperor? Bandakam replied to them saying, Well, firstly, there was a great, powerful warrior Guru Hargobind himself. But then I also fulfilled my duty to the Guru, fighting viciously in battle. No one was able to stand in front of me. I destroyed countless warriors there in great rage. In actuality, without me, there wouldn't be any chance of victory there. How would we have killed such a large number of forces? I took out my sword and I would cut across in one strike and kill the rider and the horse as well, just in one strike. I also just pushed and crushed others. I could even grab a horse's leg and just throw that horse across. I killed many by impaling them with my arrows. The enemy soldiers, they saw this, they just ran away. They wouldn't face off in front of me. If it wasn't for me, then how would the Guru have been victorious? Listen, understand me to be the great warrior. That's why Guru Hargobind has kept me close and given me such respect. Victory rests on my large arms. Who could bear the strike of these arms? They look at them and they run away. 
So Bani Khan spoke like this everywhere he went and to whoever. In his heart, Bani Khan's pride and ego just kept getting bigger and bigger. Guru Hargobind, though, he knew of this, that his intellect was just going to waste, that he wasn't able to handle the praise. His mind was just too thick. He didn't have any fortitude in his mind. And this would be the undoing of Bani Khan in the future. Guru Hargobind understood this. Nearby, there was a village named Shota Mir, where many Pathans lived. From there, a wedding proposal came for Pandit Khan. Guru Hargobind gave the thumbs up for that. The true Guru also financially supported the wedding and giving large amounts of money for it. They quickly performed the wedding. Pandit Khan was so happy with his wife. He would spend nights there at her village, so his in-law's house. One day, Pandit Khan came to Guru Hargobind and requested with his hands clasped. Guru Hargobind, I don't have any house anywhere. After this wedding, I need a house. How can I experience joy while being married without a house? And the exalted Guru Hargobind realized the truth in this and then paid Bandit Khan greatly so he could build a house. He then made it in his in-law's village, Shota Mir. It was a beautiful house. He then, Bandit Khan, went to get jewelry for his wife. So he asked Guru Hargobind for more money. Guru Hargobind agreed to this, had some beautiful jewelry made for Bandit Khan's wife along with any other supplies they needed for the house. Bandit Khan was so happy about all this, he began just living there with his wife, enjoying his time through the grace of the master, Guru Hargobind. Guru Hargobind told Bandit Khan at this point, just live there now in Shota Mir. Come every once in a while. When I need your service, I'll call for you. Otherwise, just stay there and enjoy. Bandit Khan obeyed this command and he did as he was told. Stayed there for many days now at his new house, not with the Dal, not with the army of Guru Hargobind. So in this way, Pandikam became greatly egotistical. And even then, Guru Hargobind made sure to keep up with him, to get his news. That if he needed anything, if he was short of anything, that Guru Hargobind would then send the most priceless supplies and items to him. So the other villages nearby Kartarpur, people from those villages came to see Guru Hargobind. They would bring with them many offerings for the Guru. And basically, many days were spent in this manner with people just streaming into the city. They would be standing in front of the Guru in Ardasya, a Sikh whose duty was, was to perform an Ardas, a supplication to the Guru, would perform the Ardas for the families who brought offerings. They would announce what offerings were brought, what families, and then Guru Hargobind would fulfill their desires. Some would stay the night there with the Guru Hargobind, others would get the Guru's blessings, happiness, and permission then to go back home. The entire day would be spent like this. Six coming to see the Guru. There was such commotion and hustle and bustle in Kartarpur. Many warriors who came, they stayed enlisting in the army and those who knew how to use arms. Some Sikhs who were coming were bringing with them horses for the Guru. They would go out and buy these horses and bring it to the Guru. Others would bring weapons like bows and others would bring money. Others would bring beautiful quivers filled with arrows brought to the Guru. The arrows were made from exquisite metal, they were very wide. Within Kartarpur itself, an armory was constructed where they were making weapons. They were making spears, very wide arrows. Many other weapons were made there as well. How far can we go on describing them all? They were also making bullets, just piling up the armory with ammunitions, along with a lot of gunpowder. They were keeping all the ammunitions properly stored. Those who were selling rifles, they would come into the village and they would 
offer these rifles to the Guru. The Guru would give them great amounts of wealth for them. Guru Hargobind would distribute these rifles then to his warriors who would then test them out. They would practice, do target practice so much that these warriors of Guru Hargobind, they would never miss the mark. Every single day the warriors of Guru Hargobind would practice with their arms. And Guru Hargobind seeing them would be so pleased by this. The warriors would shout out in great enthusiasm, We will kill the Turks and loot Lahore. We'll now take Raj, the kingdom, from these Malays. These great enemies have expanded so greatly. O oh, great Guru, give us the command, and we'll jump into battle and destroy all these enemies. And that's how chapter 24 concludes. In the next chapter, we're going to hear more of Bandit Khan, his relationship, and how it's starting to fall apart with Guru Hargobind. So that's where we're going to pick him next time. But as always, we'd like to thank those who've been supporting the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page. Gauga